Good word, Brad. Let's all stand. Good to see all of you in the house of the Lord. Come on up here, honey, and we are going to share a word with you tonight. Any, I, I wasn't in here when we recognized the visitors, but do we have first-time visitors? I know we have one or two. Oh, one, two, three. Let's give them a warm welcome. Yeah, kind of. Let's really welcome them. For all you visitors, we are glad that you're here every Sunday, 9, 11 o'clock, midweek, 6.30. We have great children's ministry, great youth ministry, a real good-looking pastor, too, over here, my wife. Hallelujah. I want to thank my wife. Nobody has been, well, I shouldn't say that, nobody. She had an interesting week, and uh, I really thank God for her. But we're glad you're here, so let's make our confession, because if you live the Word, you're going to be blessed. And if you don't live the Word, somebody ought to knock you upside the head and say, you need to get your act together because you're not going to be blessed doing it your way. That song, uh, what Elvis recorded? My way. My. Let me see the hands of all the people you try to your way. Let me see the hands down of all the people. You're not going to do that again. Let's all say it. The Word of God, the word of God is, truth. is truth. If I live the Word, if I, live the word I, will be blessed. I will be blessed. And if I don't, if I, don't I, won't. I won't. It's just that simple. Just that Tell your neighbor, it's just that simple. You can be seated. Good to see you. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Colossians. Honey, quite a week. But you persevered, you did well, and I am going to give you an A+. Plus. Oh, well, praise That's the Lord. just the kind of guy that I am. <laughs> you did well. Thank you. You did well. Thank you. Hey, we're going to be talking tonight about uh, letting the peace of God rule you. And, um, you know, what does that mean to you? Because every single one of us, it probably means something different. You can think about peace in your heart, and you can think about, Carl, good to see you back there. Who's that pretty girl with you? <laughs> and uh, we, we all have different definitions of it, and, uh, you know, you might look up and say, well, yes, yeah, all right for you to feel that way, and you should walk with peace, but you don't know what I'm going through. How, how many of you sometimes have just felt like, I don't have any peace. You don't know what I'm going through, and I don't even care what you think. Nobody's going to raise their hand. But, but, but sometimes that happens to all of us. This happened to us over the years. But what does peace mean to you? Well, it's uh, not letting my circumstances rule my emotions. <laughs> That's about how simple it gets. <laughs> you know, and how many of you know we're, we're made with emotions? I mean, we need emotions because compassion is an emotion and jesus had compassion on all people but but he wasn't led by the compassion he was led by the spirit to do what he did and the compassion came out of his emotions for people and uh, i think sometimes in the battle that we face which we do we do encounter things that are beyond our control uh, maybe we could have done something better and we didn't, but that doesn't change the fact that we don't have any control at this point, whether it's caused by someone else or by us, that w where we have to just uh, stop and consider that God said 
that he had given us peace. And peace is when we trust God beyond what we see. So uh, I know in my life, especially, you know, it seems like, you know that old saying, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, well, we, we had a giant thunderstorm last week, you know, in our lives. And, and when that happens, if the peace of God doesn't rule in your heart, which is Colossians 3.15, then the boat is really going to rock. And, and, you know, you don't want to capsize. You want to keep that boat upright. And the way to do that is not have your emotions. I, I, and I have to work at it, too. Not let our emotions get in control of, of the rudder of the ship. <laughs> You think women have more emotional situations than men like that? Well, it depends on if it's happening to a man. Uh, hey, you know when it rains, it pours when you said that? Do you know what food company used that slogan? Salt. Which one? Morton. Very, oh, that's really good. I Glory live this at home all the time. I want you to know I live a test because he doesn't tell me things. He questions me to see if I've got the answer. Brad and Jennifer, <laughs> have to it's be good up to see you guys it. again. Great job. Hey, listen, what do you think would have happened if instead of God sending the three wise men, he'd have sent three wise women? Oh, brother, I don't know, but it's going to be I'm not your brother. I know you're not my brother. I know who you are. I can lift a lot of weight now. Yeah, right. Sure you can. Okay, Do you want to try to answer it? No, I don't have a clue. What would happen if God had sent three wise women? Well, number one, they wouldn't have asked for directions. Number two, they'd have got there on time. Number three, they'd have had a casserole. And number four, instead of bringing those other gifts, they'd have brought some disposable diapers. That's it. That's as good as it gets. Well, you better keep going then. (laughs) Because that isn't going to go very far, is it? Yeah. Pam just made reference to the foundation for the scripture tonight is Colossians 3.15. I know this message is probably a message of my life, and it's for me. I don't think I've ever delivered a message that wasn't for me, too. But uh, Colossians 3.15 is talking about the supernatural power of God, and it says that we should let the, the peace of God always rule in our hearts. And I'm going to paraphrase some of this for you, and then we're going to talk about it scripturally. But when, before anyone and any of us knew Jesus, we could not operate with God's peace because we didn't have God in our lives. So we operated in the peace that the world thinks of peace, which many Christians think of it too. Everything is going great. I really have peace in my life. Everything is fine. No, that's, that's, that's not true. When you come to Jesus and the Spirit of God comes in you, then you have God's peace inside you. And that that peace comes from the inside of you out because you received it from the Lord and that that peace never ever leaves you it's always with you and you either yield to it and let it rule you or you take charge and you're going to be peaceful as long as everything is going the way you think it should go and honey when I, when I got this revelation years ago, and, and, and I vacillated in and out of it, I know that. But, but once you understand that that peace is in us, it has nothing to do with situations and circumstances. They can change like that. A friend can change like that. A situation, a marriage, uh, finances, it can change overnight. It should not ever affect 
the peace of God in you to go through it. Now, will you be emotionally disturbed sometimes and situations, you know, concern you? Sure. But it has nothing to do with the peace of God being the stabilizing force in your life. And when you get a revelation of this, you will never be moved by circumstances again to lose your peace, but you'll stay focused like a flint on what the Word of God says and what is already in us. Isaiah 26, 3 says that those who are focused upon the Lord will, will operate and be living in perfect peace, and that is exactly what we have. You know, I was thinking of the scripture in Isaiah 53, um, because it, without Christ, there is no peace. There's no peace in the world. There's not going to be peace in the world. There'll never be peace in the world. The peace that we need is a peace that comes from the inside out, just like Pastor Bill said. But this is what it says. He was wounded for our transgressions. I'm reading from the Amplified. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement, needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him we are healed and made whole jesus took everything so that we could walk in liberty in freedom and in peace and if we don't walk in that peace then we're not really taking um, the opportunity to have in our lives what he paid a tremendous price to give us and uh, you know it'd be like uh, we give somebody a gift this holiday season, and we really, you know, it, it really cost us something to do that. We made a sacrifice to give them that gift, and then they just kind of throw that aside and are still looking for something that can never be achieved. In this world, there will always be turmoil. That's what Jesus said in John sixteen thirty one. He said that in the world, you will see uh, things happen that you don't want to see. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what the Word of God says. I'm going to read it because it, it's such a good scripture. But he said, but be of good cheer. Everybody say, be of good cheer. That means you're just not, oh. It means you're at peace or you're, you can still be joyful. Even in those situations, it says, these things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. In other words, there's not going to be peace in the world. It, there may be peace for a day or two, but there's how many of you read the newspaper, you listen to television, there's always something that's not going the way it, it, it could or should. So you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So he's saying, because I've overcome, you've overcome. So take the opportunity to walk in this kind of peace that not what the world gives, but what he gives. It's a good word. How many of you have found in your life, even recently, that there are things that have happened that have really come against you that you can almost feel that peace that you want to have just start to disappear? Can I see your hands? And, and, and what you, you have to realize is that this peace is God's peace, not ours until we receive him through his son Jesus, but then it's in us and we have that peace within us. And that's why in John chapter 14, verse 27, this is what it says. Perfect peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Is that what you just read? No, let not your heart be troubled. Let it be, let, neither let it be afraid. Now, what happens is things happen in the world 
and things happen that don't go the way we want. Every single one of you could raise your hand. And when, if I said to you, how many of you got some things that aren't going the way you think they should or the way you want them to? We're going to all raise our hands and say yes. Now, if we let that get our peace and steal the peace that, number one, Nothing can take your peace because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's in you. But the word rule means to have dominion over. So when you look at Colossians 3.15 and the way it was written, it says, let the peace of God have dominion and authority over you in this world so that that peace will prevail. When you look at it from that standpoint, are we letting that peace dominate us? Are we letting the situation or the circumstance dominate us? And then it puts on a whole different meaning. This is what the peace of God is in the Greek, if you really understand it. This is how you and I should live. So turn to your neighbor and say, this is what you should look like, act like, and be like. Now, only half of you did that. I, did. That's, that, that, I, saw, I counted them. There's 50%. Okay, turn to your neighbor and tell them, this is what you should look like, act like, and be like. This is what you should look like, act like, and be like. Okay. Peace, irony, calmness. Perfect well-being, a state of rest, quietness, calmness, total absence of strife, total tranquility. Now to turn, turn back and see if that person is doing what we just said. Just look at them. How tranquil do they look to you? We're going to give you a test later on. How peaceful are they? Well, you don't understand what I'm going through. The peace of God will go through it with you. It'll take care of you. It'll keep you. I believe that this is one of the most important messages you can ever hear. I believe it has to do with medicinal, uh, 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 medicinally in your body. I believe it, it, it will uh, short-circuit the stress and anxiety the world's trying to drop on you. And it will give you a focus point of saying that is exactly what you should be like. Put that back up there, would you please? That is exactly what you should have operating in your life. It's in you because that is the nature of God. That peace of God is in us. Whether or not we let it dominate and rule, and this is what I find a lot of times in counseling, although I don't get to counsel hardly anybody. Glory to God. You realize that? You realize more women come for counseling than men? You think that means we're, we're more complete? Or what do you no, think that means? it just means you're in denial. Oh, okay. Denial. <laughs> That's a river in Egypt. We, we speak. I thought that was a ri river in Egypt. Yeah, that's what you thought once when you had to have stents. He told the doctor, I I'm just fine. And they said, Mr. No, Mickler, no, 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 no. If you can tell the story, you got to tell it right. I'll tell it then. I just remember what she said. The doctor came in and told me, and I didn't like the report. That's the right. The female doctor. Yeah, that's my problem. I know, I know. A cardiologist. And <laughs> she said, and I said, listen, can't there be some other options? She said, yeah, it could be your uh, gallbladder. I said, I'll take that. And she didn't think it was as funny as I did. Not and at all. that's when she said, now go. Mr. Mickler, denial is just is not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> she was a spunky And of little course, I forget what he said back, but they, they she didn't really hit it off. She was a little thing. She wasn't paying. But she bill. knew more than he knew. That's for sure. Well, that's true. She only had one doctorate. <sighs> he has two doctorates: one from a radio station, if that means anything, and one from Dr. Thelma Snugs because she felt sorry for him and gave him a robe once. And called him a doctor. Yeah. And so now he thinks he's a doctor. 
Doctor, doctor. Doctor, 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 Pastor Bill. He has me calling. <laughs> That's a big name. Now, listen to this. God is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere at all times. Don't try to figure it out. I don't know how it works. God said it. That settles it. He's everywhere all the time. So you can't run and hide from God. His peace is omnipresent. Always, always there. His peace came into us through the power of the Holy Spirit when we accepted Christ and our sins were forgiven. So 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says that the Holy Spirit now lives within us. What is one of the most powerful fruit? Every fruit is powerful of the Holy Spirit. It's peace. So the peace of God is in us. And then sometimes with our strong mind, can I see the hands of all the people who have really strong minds? Okay. Have you noticed when I say something like this, you know, how many of you love Jesus and the hands go up like this? How many of you have really strong minds and the hand goes half-masked and it goes like this? I mean, uh, you know, but, but now there's nothing wrong with having a really strong mind as long as you let the Holy Spirit dominate it. But if you are what many people are that I have counseled and talked to, their mind is being given more authority and power in their life than their submission to the dominance of the Holy Spirit. And you know this is true. Your mind will try to rule out the things of God unless it's renewed to what God wants you to do. And honey, no matter what we do, no matter what we experience, no matter how tragic it is, we can go through it with perfect peace. We can go through it not as the world goes through it. We can go through it as men and women of God saying, I have perfect peace in my life. All I have to do is let it dominate me. You may be going through bankruptcy. Go through it. Don't stop. You may be going through hell. Go through it. Don't stop. You may be going through tragedy. You may be going through divorce. Go through it with the peace of God and keep right on moving. Believing God, hoping for God, restoration and all those things. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you are going to be okay. Does that make sense? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to be okay no matter what. I'm going to be okay. The perfect peace of God belongs to us. And if we'll allow it to dominate us, we will live with exactly what that says. I mean, think, look at that. Calmness, perfect well-being, a state of rest, quietness, calmness, total absence of strife, total tranquility. Let me see the hand of every single person who wants what that says. Now, if you're here tonight and you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you already have it. So turn to your name and tell, I already got it. I already have it. We got it. We got it. You, you have it? Yes. Okay. So every time you appear not to have it, I get a chance to say, hey, you already got it. And anytime I appear not to have it, you have the same opportunity. Okay? Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. We, we agree to that in yes. front of all these people yes. in this crowd of witnesses? Yes. Okay. Now, go for it. What uh, are you going to say? I was just going to say this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Philippians 4, 6. And the peace of God, and this is the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. The peace we're talking about doesn't have anything to do with what your mind can tell you. 
It has to do with the truth of the word of God. So when we get in that position where we feel that peace being taken from us, uh, we have to get out of our mind. You know, some people have said that about you. You're out of your mind. But, but, but that's not a bad thing when it comes to meditating things that are not of God. You need to be out of your mind and into your spirit. I, you know, uh, when we were in the hospital, uh, I was thinking about Pastor Bill. Do you know if all of us wore a blood pressure cuff, we'd probably find out how everybody's doing if it was on all the time. Because when you go to the hospital. Things are a pain in the I know. something. Um, Pastor Bill doesn't like to have his blood pressure taken. And in the hospital, they strap that thing on him because of his heart. And it would go off every 15 minutes. Well, uh, tell them what kind of uh, heart rate Olympic athletes have. Oh, yeah, this is him. They come in, they say, y- your heart rate's down to 41. He said, well, uh, that's what all Olympic s- stars' heart rates are. <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at him. I thought, honey, there's no faking this. I mean, obviously you're not one of those. And what happens is when your blood pressure gets too high, your heart rate drops. God made you that way so that you wouldn't explode or your heart wouldn't. I like the other definition better. I know. He likes that one. Pastor Bill picks and chooses what he likes when we're in the hospital. His doctors love him and and the nurses even more. But uh, Uh. this one day when they were going to let him out... They had him strapped to that thing. And he called me and said, or text me, 15 minutes, pick me up. Because the day before, the doctors said to him, do you want to go home tomorrow? He said, yes. And and they asked him what time. He said, "Uh, have me out by 11. I want to be out at 11. And uh, I'm thinking, uh, you know. So he texted me, and it was about 15 till 12. He said, get here in 15 minutes. I'll be ready. So I go, and I hadn't heard from him, so I go upstairs. Well, that blood pressure machine said his blood pressure had gone up. And they canceled his release. And uh, talk about no rest. Pastor Bill, this was not, he was not happy, right? Look, he's run away. I think the blood pressure cup wasn't working right. I know. But where was your peace? My peace? Uh Uh-huh. At that moment? Yeah. Yeah, so we're all we're all uh, getting that plan. My peace totally went out the window because he's saying I'm going home anyway. I'm thinking with that number, I'm not driving you. Well, drive. You may be going home, but you know what? He had he drove himself to the hospital the first time. He always drives himself to the hospital, and then when he gets in there, they say you drove yourself. I want to make sure I got a car for a fast getaway. What he tells have, them. Every time I go, they have a tendency to keep me. I have to take a car. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but do you know if we, you know, that pressure that happens on the inside of us when we lose our peace, seriously, it's not good. It's not healthy for us. So when God's saying this peace, you have to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses your understanding. That means no matter what that blood pressure machine is going up and down, blood pressure is just as fickle as our emotions. It just jumps all over the place all the time. And finally, one of the cardiologists said to my husband, now, when you get home, don't take it every 15 minutes. Take it twice a day. 
Don't take it. Every, because the more you take it, the more anxious you become. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it just starts jumping all over the place. And none of the readings are right. And so, you know, in our lives, you know, if heaven could measure your blood pressure, and that would be an indication of your peace quotient, you know, that that's really why God said this. I don't want you to be fretful because it affects your health. It affects your health. It affects my health. And I know it's difficult sometimes, but when our mind is stayed on the word, isn't it true when you're thinking the word, it's hard to be fearful? Yeah. Just right. like when you're praising Jesus, it's hard to get in a fit of discouragement, you know, because it's hard to sing praises and be mad at somebody. And so what it does is it brings, it tempers our emotions, tempers our body, and it's just like a, a medication. It brings us down to where we need to be so that our physical body is not harmed. The main reason I went out of the hospital is because every time you go to the bathroom, you have to take a nurse with you, and I don't like that. <laughs> They wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. It's like, that's not right. Doesn't sound right. Now. The next time he goes, I'm going to call one of you to go with him. What if? No, I can go by myself. Oh, he'll go by himself. Yeah. What are you talking about? To go to the hospital. Oh, I was talking about the bathroom. uh, Now, if things. Take that out of the tape. If things. (laughs) Here's basically. The, the gist of this message, I know it'll sound like I'm contradicting faith, but it is not a contradiction of faith. It is not a contradiction of hope. What if the things that cause you to lose your peace never change? And I think, God forbid, don't let that happen. I'm telling you what, there are things like that in your life already. There are things like that in my life. I'm still believe- there are things I'm believing for for 20, 30, 40 years. Haven't changed a bit. If I were a betting man, I'd bet they're not going to change because they haven't bet- changed yet. But, but so, so it, it, does that mean that I'm going to be emotionally handicapped because somebody else is not changing the way I think God wants them to or the way I think they should? No, I'm going to move on with my life. And that's what you're going to have to also. We believe for the best. It's not negating faith. But I'm not going to be moved by something that I can do absolutely nothing about. And what happens many times, honey, is that uh, in, in this scripture right here that you just read, it, it says, to give light to those who sit in the darkness and the shadow of death. M- many Christians are in that shadow. They're not operating with what gave, God gave us to guide our feet into the way of peace. If, if you look in the world today, if Jesus came to give peace to the world, we sing it at Christmas time, uh, joy to the world, peace to the world. Well, if that's what he came to do, the scorecard wouldn't be too good right now because the world has anything but peace. What he came is to give it to individuals so that we would share it with others. And it almost sounds like a contradiction, but Jesus never contradicted anything that he said. Everything he said was absolute truth. He said, I've come to give you peace, peace for the world, but the world's going to be troubled. 
The world's going to have tribulation. It was almost as if the things that he said, he said, he said that I come to give you peace for your families, peace for your, for, for your cities, peace for everything. And then he said, and your families are going to have turmoil and husbands, uh, 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 sons will turn against fathers and, and, and daughter-in-laws will turn against uh, mother-in-laws. And, and so it's like, wait a minute, we got the peace or we got the contradiction? No, it's not a contradiction. He gave us preparation. He gave us preparation that this is what's going to, what the world's going to look like, especially as we get to the end. But you, you're going to have perfect peace. You're not going to be focused on the world because the peace is not something you conjure up. I give you my peace. And whatever you face, you have my peace. And that that is going to dominate you. The world, as Pam said earlier, the world will think you are peculiar. This happened with me with a doctor <clears throat> planning a trip to uh, 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 um, uh, Israel in February and then uh, uh, back to the Sudan in March. And so I'm talking to the doctor and I said, uh, I said, listen, uh, I'm going to be going to Israel in February and, and uh, uh, March uh, uh, to the Sudan. Don't have any of it set yet, but I've uh, been talking about it. And I said, you got a problem with that? And he said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, why? And he said, well, I, you know, might want to wait a little while. And I said, are you talking about dying from something? And he said, well, yeah, people die. And I said, well, what does it make any difference where you die uh, as long as you know the Lord and that you would live life and that you would never be concerned about dying? I'd be concerned about living. What kind of life am I going to live? I would rather live a life serving God and doing what I feel God's called me to do than to sit around waiting to die with something stuck in my arm. Now, I know to you maybe and to the doctors, it's like I, not only do we need to examine his heart, we need to examine his head. <laughs> but I would rather live life to the fullest with the peace of God, realizing that when the day comes to absent the body... <laughs> and I told Pam this. I said, hey, sweetheart, I love you, but if God wants me to come on home, I am ready to go. You know, the apostle Paul said, it would be better to go on, but I got some more work to do here. You get to the point when that peace fills you and that peace motivates you and you realize it's not you it's a force bigger than you. It's not you. It's God himself and the peace of God and the tranquility of God that whatever state, this is what Paul said, the effort, whatever state I find myself in, I am totally content. Is that Philippians? Mm -hmm. Philippians 4. Whatever state you're in, whether you're abased, whether you're hungry, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, why let anything bother you that you can't do anything about. Why not just fly that plane in the midst of the storm, come out on the other side and say, that was one heck of a ride. What do you think? I think you're right. <laughs> and that is exactly how he lives. I love it. I mean, it. that is not... I love it. In the situations we've been in with Bill's health over the years and times where it didn't always look like... It looked like the enemy was getting the upper hand. He is always very peaceful. And he just, no matter how bad the pain, no matter what's going on, he just always says to me, now listen, if the Lord's ready for me, I'm, I'm out of here and you just take care of things. You keep right on going. You're called, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I used to be I like. I gave you some other instructions too. 
couldn't find anybody else. No, no. I said, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Find, find somebody so, find else. Find somebody else. Just don't. Don't compare them to me. <laughs> I know that line. I've heard it. But... <laughs> Give them a chance. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, that's the speech I get when we're in these critical situations. But he is at total peace. No matter how intense, and we've been through some intense pain, when you get blood clots in your lungs from flying, you, you can be in some pretty bad pain. However, that is true. You know, our peace is in knowing that God's got us. God's got me. And so if I'm not here, you're okay. Because we can't ever count on a human being to be okay. And so it's taken me a while to get to where I can say, okay, you know, and I feel okay. I, that took a process, but that's just like our walk with God. We grow in our ability to trust God to take care of us. Now, what we've got to do is the, the, the question, you know, what, what causes you to lose your peace? Any one of us can answer different things. You all know what I'm talking about. There's certain things that just really trigger you. There's some things you are really strong in, uh, even if they don't go right. And then there's some things that, you know, boy, that just sets me off. That's what my mom used to say. I never understood that when I was a young kid. She'd say, that just sets me off. Oh, this sets me off. What are you, a firecracker or what? Just, just... <laughs> How many of you ever heard that expression? That just, or, some, or maybe, that just ticks me off. And it's like I feel a bug going in them, you know, that little tick like that. Anyway, whatever that thing is, the devil we'll loves to do it. He knows what will raise your blood pressure. He knows what will get through to you. He knows. And, and, and you sit there, not you individually, but, but we sit there thinking, I'll be okay if this just changes. And I know it sounds like a negative report. What if it never changes? You're not going to be okay? Are you going to be like this yo-yo? It's like everything is okay now because this happened or that happened and then something else happens and up and down and up and down. That's a horrible way to live your life. That's a horrible way to live your life. I lived like that in Tulsa. Remember when, when I was not as nice as I am now and we didn't have any money and all that? But sometimes you learn things. I mean, everything is a learning experience. The hard way is a learning experience. How many of you learned a lot the hard way? Half of you. How many of you are liars? <laughs> We've all learned things the hard way. We really have. doesn't matter how you learn as long as you learn. But we've got to learn how to deal with this because, you know, what causes you to lose your peace? Well, the answer should be nothing. The answer should be nothing. A lot of people... You know, I made a notes, but, you know, that, that, that things uh, don't go away that you think that they should go away. Uh, financial challenges, oh, so many people lose their... We've been... Well, we've never been what I would call rich. We've always had abundance, whatever that means. Because <laughs> the Word of God says we have abundance. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, I have abundance. I have abundance. We have abundance because the Word of God says so. But, uh, you know, like John Osteen said, I've been rich, I've been poor. I prefer rich. <laughs> if you get a choice, take rich, okay? But, but it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor or whatever. Your needs are met. Financial challenges, stress, pressure, anxiety, fear, people, in-laws, outlaws, you know, whatever it is, nothing should be allowed to stop the peace of God from dominating and ruling in our lives. And we, if we get to that point, we're, we're going to see, I believe, the power of God working in our life. And people, people are going to think we're kind of weird. Like, well, doesn't anything bother you? Why stop to let something bother you? Does that make sense? Amen. Or am I just being too simplistic? No, no that's true. 
You like I've, it? Is it good so far? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I believe that peace is really uh, one of the keys in the body of Christ that we need to practice. And when I say practice, we have to practice. Yeah. I mean, we, it doesn't just happen. You know, th- those situations are going to happen. Things are going to happen. They, something might happen before you leave here today. You know, I mean, you could have a flat tire when you get out there. And there goes your peace. And, and you haven't even, you know, been 10 minutes since we were talking about peace. There are things that are going to happen. Yeah. However, we have to practice being peaceful. You know, when, when you're in a situation that's very stressful, it's not, you know, your flesh starts doing something. So we have to practice going to the spirit and not staying in the flesh. That takes practice. And so, you know, practice makes perfect. You know, we have it, but to yield to it, to always make that decision, the sooner we make it, the better off we'll be. But how many of you know there's a gap time on some things? It takes longer to get peace in those situations than maybe some others. And, and, and it doesn't mean we don't go through disappointment. No. We all have areas where we get disappointed, and you will have future areas where things will be disappointing. They just didn't work out the way. I'm disappointed Mike Buckmiller is not still alive. Uh, I'm happy for him that he's alive and well with Jesus in heaven, and he knew the Lord and Savior. But I'm disappointed. I thought he was going to be healed on this side, but God decided to heal him on the other side. Either way, he is okay right now. But I'm not going to dwell on the disappointment. And, and what, what causes you to lose your peace? Well. I got a list. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe just, you better read I'm it. Just I can't think right. Well, just, you know, anytime something happens that I'm not expecting, because I am more of a, um, Pastor Bill just floats through life. So, uh, you know, his peace doesn't get disturbed as often because while he's floating, if he hits a boulder, he bounces off and goes floating another direction and it doesn't even bother him. I mean, just like when we drive in a car, you know, if we end up on the wrong road, that doesn't bother him. I am a little bit more of a planner and, you know, when a little bit more, a little bit more. And so, you know, we, God put us together. I'm glad to hear that. Well, I have to plan quite often because floater over here is, you know, kind of reminds me of Dory in the movie with the fish. You know, Dory. Oh, I like that fish. Yeah, you like Dory. Yeah, yeah I sure yeah. you do. Hallelujah. But, you know, between the two of us, we we flow together, but I have to be real careful that I don't try to make him not a floater. You know, so I have to go with the flow sometimes, and I just have to float. So, you know, that's when the peace of God rules in your heart that that's when and so the unexpected things Uh, like you calling me in the middle of the day saying hey you know i'm just gonna have to run over to the hospital and uh you know it's just a little test they're gonna make i'm fine you know i'll be home after bed and then he never calls again and then i realize i haven't heard from him so i call him he goes well it's a little different than i thought you know they're gonna keep me He's just real calm, you know, and I'm right there with my sister and all this is happening. Now, see, those kind of things, that's an opportunity for me to have to regroup and practice what I know to be the truth. Do my emotions feel that way? Not necessarily, but this core that's in here, you know, your inner core that holds your body together, they work your inner core in, in workouts to make your core stronger. It's good for you. So the rest of your body will function better. Well, that's the Holy Spirit, and that's where we have to draw from that. <laughs> And you do a lot of unexpected things. My, Hallelujah. My, my so wife was giving me a hard time in the, in the hospital room 
uh, and I was laying there in that bed, and I forget what she did. She said, honey, are you really okay? I went, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to pass out. <laughs> but anyway, moving right along here. I told the doctor, if you don't give him something, I'm going to need it. So just give it to me, and we'll all be, we'll all be well. Hallelujah. If, and I, and I want to come back to that definition again. Anything that causes what belongs to God and is God in you to be suppressed and not rule is not good. And it's think, well, yeah, but I got this thing. I, you know, uh, sudden noises just make me go wacko. No. Well, guess what the devil's going to bring your way? Sudden noises all the time. So you got to get, you got to get, what, what, is that wrong? What, did I say something wrong? I'm thinking of that stupid radio you got in your car. He's got a radio oh. in his car that I, when he tries to tune it, <laughs> he goes ah! like that, you know? And I jump and he goes, honey, you're going to have to get over that. I have I'm thinking, a, get a radio. I have a, I have a tuner that went out on my car radio. And every time I it hit a bump. It did it to my mom, didn't it, mom? Every time I hit a bump, it just <laughs> blasts out. And, the other, and I had Lou in the car the other day, and I thought, oh, glory to God, she's going into cardiac arrest. Because I hit a bump, and I ran <laughs> up, and she, and she said, what is that? I said, that's my car radio. <laughs> anyway. That's but, what but I was thinking. How many of you know? Noise. Sorry. What would you say, him? That's what, it just came to my mind, that noise. So I'm sorry I interrupted. Yeah, yeah. Like, like me carrying that phone around with the Christmas music on. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Now, how many of you know that you have those things like that? I told Pam. I, how how many of you have some things like that, that steal your peace? And what what did you say? Going through the mall, shopping, playing your Christmas music on yeah, your phone. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I know. You said, what is that noise? <laughs> It's like it's beautiful Christmas music. Come let us adore you. Noise? I don't know. But if you don't deal with that area of your life, it will restrict you the rest of your life. Now, are you ready for this? Turn to your neighbor and say, I just love the pastor. I love him. What you're facing that has taken and suppressed your peace is not the problem. But I have good news for you. Turn to your neighbor and say good news. Good news. I'm going to tell you who the problem is. You are the problem. Thank you for that overwhelming amen. Because you are not allowing the peace of God, which cost the Son of God his life and a horrible death, to rule in your life. You are allowing emotions based on the situation to rule instead of letting the flow that's in you of peace consume you. And honey, I knew it'd get quiet in here, but they already said they love me, so I don't really care. <laughs> but that, I believe, now you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's the truth. We're, we're totally responsible for the way we live our lives. That's the word of God. And that's really where the whole world is in trouble because it's always somebody else's fault. 
you know, it was the guy that did this to me or the, you know, something that happened. Now, things do happen but in our past that God can heal, but we can't live there. We can't live in that victim mentality and be a victory, uh, a victor in this life. And so we have to, we have to live past that. And with Jesus, we can live past that. But we have to take responsibility for our, who we are and our actions. And uh, so I, I, I believe that's true. And we're not, we're not talking about uh, you don't have grief. We oh, all no. have grief. Yes. We all go through things. Uh, uh, grieving processes, disappointments, horrible tragedies, but we don't let them steal and su- suppress the peace of God that's in us. It doesn't mean if you cry that you don't have peace. I cry. Can I say that again? If you cry, it doesn't mean you, you don't have peace because your body has ways of getting stress off of us. And oftentimes it is if we weep mm-hmm. and cry. Now, if you're feeling sorry for yourself, that's a whole nother story because oh, yeah. that's a spirit. But when you just weep because you're disappointed, I mean, Jesus wept. It's in the word of God. So that's, that doesn't, it's not what's outward. It's what's in your heart. And, and so there's opportunities all the time for us to walk through these things, but we stay letting the peace of God rule. How many of you have to make decisions sometimes you don't know what to do? That's what the peace, let the peace of God rule in your heart. In other words, till you have peace, don't do anything. You know, sometimes we feel forced to do something or make a decision, but we can make a decision not to make a decision. And, and let the peace of God rule because we know we don't have peace to make a decision that would take us one direction or the other. Now, here is the answer. When you were talking about crying, uh, I was thinking about General Norman Schwarzkopf. How, how many of you remember him, Desert Storm? Uh, and and I, he said one time, never trust a man who won't cry. Never trust a man who won't cry. <clears throat> the answer is this. Number one, you have to live the word. And you have to act like the Word of God is true. Number two, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit, and you have to act like the Holy Spirit is showing you to act. If you understand that, that's what the book of Acts is all about. The people acted like the Word that they were told. They acted like the Holy Spirit told them to act. And when we do that, we will begin to act like we're supposed to act, even though we don't feel like it. And you said it earlier, people living by feelings and people like, oh, well, I, you know, we don't want to blame anybody for anything. Sometimes it's good to look in the mirror and say, I see the problems looking back at me. And I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to act like God told me to act. I'm going to do what God told me to do. And I'm not going to allow the enemy to subvert me from being and yeah. doing what God's called me to do. Amen. And, you know, the things that God asks us to do to have peace oftentimes are the things that our mind will say, you can't do that. I, I cannot tell you how many times when, you know, you have somebody that's come against you and God says, uh, you know, forgive them. I mean, let them go. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for them. Pray. Pray that they'll be blessed. Pray and, and release them from that offense. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that to wreck my peace. Well, that's because our attitude isn't right, because really the peace of God comes when we do the will of God. So when we forgive, we activate that peace in our lives. If we don't forgive, we have no peace. 
because we have left a place for the enemy. It says, give the devil no place. The only way the devil can get a place is if we open that door. And so, and he will come through it if we open a door. Pray for those who, who despitefully, despitefully use you. <clears throat> Let's stand to our feet. I want to ask you a question. Do you have something there, hon? Well, I just want to read this because I, I think that, um, you know, this, this, the psalmist said, I've been young and I've been old. How many of you know that just means they've lived life? You know, they're in a position where they've lived a lot of life. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed baking bread. You know, uh, that's spoken from someone who's lived a long life saying that, uh, be peaceful. Be peaceful. Because the righteous are never forsaken. Sometimes we may feel that way. But this is someone who's lived the whole gamut of life and can look back and say, That's good. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. God's not going to forsake us. So we have peace. Then even in the midst of the storm, he's going to give us what we need to get through. That's right. 